Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. True Hauntings is a Human Labs original podcast. Bran Castle, located in Transylvania, Romania, is apparently one of the world's most haunted castles, and ghost hunters from the world over trek to the medieval stone fortress each year to try their luck at spotting the paranormal. But the castle is even more famous for another bit of folklore. Apparently, it served as the inspiration for Dracula's castle due to its historic affiliation with the notoriously bloodthirsty ruler, Vlad the Impaler. Anne and Renata have been investigating paranormal occurrences for the past 20 years. They have been at the center of various unexplained phenomena and have witnessed countless ghostly experiences. The duo now turn to high-profile cases that have attracted the eyes of the world. Between the dimensions we see and the dimensions we don't, supernatural forces are at play. Evil lurks within the shadows of our homes and in the darkest corners of our minds. It follows us like a shadow forever. This is where nightmares become reality. This is True Hauntings. And welcome back to the studio this week. Anne, how are you? I'm doing pretty good. I've got a big smile on my face. Do you know what happened five days ago? Your daughter had a baby. She did. And she turned up just as we were about to record. So we had to drop everything. Yes. And, and have cuddles. Give Aunty Nene a big cuddle. Oh, Aunty Riri, sorry. You're Aunty Riri. I'm cousin Nene. I keep forgetting. <laughs> so yeah. tell me, how was your experience of cuddling oh, Ruby? It was lovely. She it was tiny. lovely. She's gorgeous. It was like, yeah. Not, Three slices of ham. Yeah, it's about that. <laughs> the supermarket. That's She's about, about it. Born about seven pound, about yeah. three kilos or thereabouts. Tiny, tiny, tiny. But she's <laughs> she's perfection. So that's all that matters. It is. It is. Poor mum had a bit of a rough time of it, but that's uh, what happens when you have to get a watermelon out your bits. <laughs> This is why men don't have babies. You imagine them trying to squeeze a watermelon out of their pee-pee. 
You were worried what I was going to say then, weren't you? Oh, my goodness. We haven't even made it into no, the story yet and I'm no, already at absolutely it. Absolutely <laughs> not. Oh, but oh, we've been running lots of tours. We've, yes. Over the long weekend we had tours Friday, Saturday, Sunday night mm-hmm. and Friday night particularly at Maitland Jail was very nipply. Mm, it was quite chilly. It was. But the good thing about it was that we had plenty of activity. Mm. Yes, it's been quite an active weekend. And on Sunday night, we had Mansfield House. Now, that was part of a special event weekend, wasn't it? Yes. So it was Heritage Fest at Maitland in New South Wales. And all the National Trust houses and historic houses were open for visitors. And so they had different events on and... We were lucky enough to have a tour at Grosman and Bruff Houses, which are part of the National Trust here in the area. And also Mansfield House opened up to us. Now, Mansfield House used to be a bank. Mm-hmm. And the whole area downstairs, which has now been transformed and looks absolutely smashingly oh, glorious, is a wedding venue. Mm-hmm. But it still retains its history and the footprint of the old bank that was there. And so we had a wonderful time with 20 people that came and we had a number of rooms set up with different experiments and we took everyone through the paces. Yeah, we had a great conversation on the spirit box. Mm. It was pretty intense. And what was interesting with that is that each group that rotated through added more information to the story. And so what we did is we didn't tell the group that was coming in what had happened previously because Mm -hmm. we didn't want to front load them with the ideas of what to listen for. Mm -hmm. So we just let them come in raw, but the same information kept coming up. Mm. Yes. So now we know about Albert and Sarah. Yes. And people that were murdered. Yes. Now we've got to research it. Yes. Because one thing that was mentioned was a cellar. And there's no cellar. There's no cellar. Mm-hmm. But all three groups mentioned a cellar. Yes. Which is. And they're very adamant. They were going on about the cellar, the cellar, they're in the cellar. Mm. Um, they killed them. They're dead. Anyway, we, we'll do some research on that. We shall. Now, our Art of the Tarot Tour is on the road. Yes. Uh, we'll in be... a few weeks' time. Yes. It's not long now. Mm-hmm. We're off to Central Coast, then Dubbo, then Goulburn, and then there's other places. <laughs> I can only think that far ahead. But check out Anne and Renata.com to find out where we're going to be for various dates. Mm-hmm. And we thought we'd just do some shout-outs to some beautiful people that have actually sent us through some beautifully kind messages of how much they love listening to the podcast. And just to let you guys know, we do read every single one of those comments and we will send you back a thank you. And it is from us. It is not from a volunteer or a secretary because we just don't we don't have anyone to do that no. for us. <laughs> no, not quite yet, yeah, no. We're, we're not rich and famous just yet. No. So, yeah, we wanted to give a shout-out to them. Mm, so this one is from Ashley, and she says, I just wanted to tell you that I love your podcast. I have a few ghost stories of my own, and I love hearing stories that let me know that I am not alone in what I experience. And Palacious A. Ellie says, my word, you two make 
me look insane, laughing and snorting all by myself in the car, listening to your latest podcasts. <laughs> Thank you. And Jennifer M, I know you ladies are so busy, so I will not say a whole lot, but I came here to say that your podcast is fantastic. Your chemistry is undeniable and your format is perfect. I listen to a large amount of true crime and haunting material. The only complaint I have is that I have listened to everything you have and cannot get my fix quick enough at this point, lol. I'm a heavy equipment operator and spend 12 hours in a machine by myself every single day and your podcast is definitely something I look forward to. Have a fantastic weekend. Now, she was from Canada. Oh, wow. Isn't, Isn't that, that awesome? It just blows my mind to know where we are reaching. Mm. So thank you, lovely, lovely listeners, and we... We appreciate it so much. We do, and we readily accept any messages of thanks. Yeah, please, please send <laughs> so, more. Yeah, please send more. We need encouragement. <laughs> but now to the story. Okay. I knew there were at least three graves to find, graves that are in habit. So I search and search, and I find one of them. She lay in her vampire sleep, so full of life and voluptuous beauty that I shudder as though I have come to do murder. I doubt not that in the old time, when such things were, many a man who set forth to do such a task as mine found at the last his heart fail him and then his nerve. So he delay and delay and delay till the mere beauty and the fascination of the wanton undead have hypnotised him. And he remain on and on till sunset come and the vampire sleep be over. Then the beautiful eyes of the fair woman open and look love. And the voluptuous mouth present to a kiss. And the man is weak. And there remain one more victim in the vampire fold. One more to swell the grim and grisly ranks of the undead. There is some fascination, surely, when I am moved by the mere presence of such a one. Even lying as she lay in a tomb fretted with age and heavy with the dust of centuries. Though there be that horrid odour, such as the lairs of the Count have had. Yes... I was moved. I, Van Helsing, with all my purpose and with my motivate for hate, I was moved to a yearning for delay, which seemed to paralyse my faculties and to clog my very soul. It may have been that the need for natural sleep and the strange oppression of the air were beginning to overcome me. Certain it was that I was lapsing into sleep, the open-eyed sleep of one who yields to a sweet fascination, when there came through the snow-stilled air a long, low wail so full of pity that it woke me like the sound of a clarion. For it was the voice 
of my dear Madam Mina that I heard. Then I braced myself again to my horrid task and found by wrenching away tomb tops one other of the sisters, the other dark one. I dared not pause to look on her as I had her sister, lest once more I should begin to be enthralled. But I go on searching until... Presently, I find in a high, great tomb, as if made to one much beloved than the other fair sister, which, like Jonathan, I had seen together herself out of the atoms of the mist. She was so fair to look on, so radiantly beautiful, so exquisitely voluptuous, that the very instinct of man in me, which calls some of my sex to love and to protect one of hers, made my head whirl with new emotion. But God be thanked that soul wail of my dear Madam Mina had not died out of my ears, and before the spell could be wrought further upon me, I had nerved myself to wild work. By this time, I had searched all the tombs in the chapel, so far as I could tell. And as there had only been three of these undead phantoms around us in the night, I took it that there were no more of active undead existent. There was one great tomb, more lordly than all the rest. Huge it was and nobly proportioned. On it was but one word. Dracula. So the soundscape today came from Bran Stoker's book, Dracula. Dracula. And it comes from the diary of Van Helsing. Yes. Yes. What a story. And I tried to do it with an accent, but it was just crap. (laughs) We tried to do it and it was coming out with a mixture of Irish, American and the dude of Highlander (laughs) who's trying to do a Scottish accent. (laughs) And he's French. Yeah. 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 Never mind. You gave it a good crack and that's the No, no, not the French one, the Scottish one. not Not Sean Connery, the other dude. Yeah, he's French. Oh, is he? Yes. Oh, okay. I've learned something new today. Thank you, Barney Banana. Oh, oh, I used to fancy him a bit. That's life. He does a shit Scotch, oh, yeah. Scotch, Scottish accent. Yep. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, so we are talking today about Bran Castle and we have visited Bran Castle on our field trip of Romania mm. with the gorgeous Dave Schrader. Oh, yes, and wasn't that a hoot with that, our busload of crazy Americans? That was, and, yes, we stopped at Bran Castle and I have to say that it was the smallest castle we saw. Mm. But you have a picture of us standing out in front of it in your dining room. Yes, I do. Is that such a fabulous photo that I actually got it put onto a canvas? And we got there at dark, so we missed a lot of the stuff that goes on during the day, which I can talk about later. Mm-hmm. But yes, they have it lit 
fantastically with mm-hmm. this eerie light going up to it. Mm. So I've got a photo of us, done a selfie with the castle in the background. We've got scared faces, but we'll put it up on the page, on the Facebook page, True Hauntings, for everyone to have a look at. And do you know that it's currently being used as a COVID immunisation centre? <gasps> Is it? <laughs> Oh, they're getting the jab. Are they seriously getting needles, which is the the impaler? Oh, no. That does amuse me. Yes. So Bran Castle is situated near Bran in the immediate vicinity of Brashoff, which we also went to visit, which is an awesome town. It's the town that we we're supposed to get a t- t- tattoo at and didn't. Oh. Mm-hmm. That's a story. <laughs> yes, well, we might tell that story later. Mm-hmm. And it, it's a national monument and a landmark in Romania. So the fortress is situated on the border between Transylvania and Wallachia. And Brand Castle is a fortress and it was constructed in the medieval times. And its first name was Dietrich Stein. And it was mentioned as far back as 1212. So the name Dietrich Stein was Sounds likely. very German. <laughs> yeah, it does. It was probably the name of the builder of the castle. And as a 1509 historical document states, the castle once belonged to a commander of the same name. So the original castle was built along a trade route called or route, depending on... I know, I'm not going to giggle at that today. I've giggled at that far too many times. (laughs) Which was called Bran Pass across the Carpathian Mountains. you know what Bran Pass is? Been eating too much roughage. (laughs) (laughs) I couldn't let that one go. Come on. We do have a cereal here in Australia called... All Bran. All Bran, yes. And it's it's, uh, designed to make you very regular. It is. In the back passage. It's, it's like shredded cardboard. <laughs> it's tasteless. You could just go outside and clip up the old, <laughs> what do you call it, grass clippings and put, put a couple of sultanas in it. Oh, and look, I reckon that would have more. The only way you can eat it is to drown it in, in sugar. But anyway, we digress. <laughs> so Brand Castle was built on a strategic site overlooking a popular mountain pass, as I said, Transylvania and Wallachia. And the name Brand Castle was first mentioned in an act that was issued by Louis I of Hungary on November the 19th, 1377. These dates are astounding, aren't they? So Yes. <laughs> yeah, I'm just adding so my bit. 650 odd years ago. Wow. It looks like it looks like brand new. So it, it looks like it's had a renovation. It does. It's looking pretty nice. Yeah, it's almost as old as you. Oh yeah. All right. Fumtish. So the act authorized the castle to be built as a defence against the expansion of the Ottoman Empire. The castle was completed in 1388, and guards defeated an Ottoman army advance there in 1441. In 1448, Vlad III, also known oh, there was as more Vlad's, well, this one was the famous one, Vlad, oh, okay. Vlad the Impaler, or as you like to call him, <laughs> I made a mistake earlier. Vlad, <laughs> Vlad the Inhaler, <laughs> because 
There was a meme running around at some stage of that blue Ventolin inhaler and somebody had turned it into Vlad and called it Vlad the inhaler and I accidentally said it. Yes. <laughs> or better known as Vlad Dracula, became Prince of Wallachia and yeah. stories of his cruelty and torture towards his people inspired the famous title character of Bram Stoker's gothic horror novel Dracula. Mm-hmm. And the other word we had to be careful of. <laughs> Count. Count. Make sure we say that correctly. Count. Transylvanian count. Count. So they kind of got it wrong because Bram Stoker's gothic horror novel of Dracula said that Dracula lived on an empty mountaintop in a castle, which many people associated with the location of Bran Castle, but he didn't live there at all. No. Actually, there's a even hillier top and a oh, very know, I've wiped the name of that castle from my mind because decrepit, it was just too traumatic. A decrepit castle, which kind of there there are only like the footprints of it left. Mm. And there, and there is footprints. A, there is a wild staircase that leads up to it. And that's a story. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We've, oh, Romania was one of those amazing places where so many things just weren't right, but <laughs> geez, they ended up being good stories. <laughs> so during the 1620s, many modifications were made to the castle and for hundreds of years it served as a fortress, falling into disrepair from approximately 1880 onwards. Well, it actually lasted quite some time mm. then. So in 1920, the city where Brand Castle is located, Brasov, allowed Queen Marie of Greater Romania to restore the castle as a royal summer residence. And she spent many years there and added an outbuilding to the property called the Tea House, which later became a restaurant. That's where we had dinner that night. Yes. And do you remember we got very excited? I mean, we were served meat yet again. (laughs) Every every meal was meat. But do you remember the little visitor that we had there and we got so excited about it? No. The cat. There was a cat that came in and my backpack was sitting on the ground and it took up residence on my bag. Ah. And I, I, we were just all taking turns patting the cat because we were so starved for our animals, mm-hmm. for our pets. And we... <laughs> because they all ended up on people's plates. <laughs> no, I mean, our animals back home. <laughs> yeah, oh, I know. my God. Well, no, we wanted to see animals. We saw animals. <laughs> we wanted to stop eating them. <laughs> Even I was considering going vegetarian there at one stage. It was oh, so my much God, meat. so much meat. <laughs> Anyway, I've got a photo somewhere of the cat. I'll pop it up. Mm. So during World War II, the castle was run as a hospital with Princess Ileana, who inherited the castle from her mother, Queen Marie, being one of the nurses in residence. And in 1948, under control of the communist regime in Romania, the royal family was expelled and the castle was turned into a museum. The castle was returned to Princess Ileana's son, Dominic von Habsburg, on May the 18th, 2006, after a long legal battle. And despite belonging to Dominic von Habsburg, the Romanian state, primarily the Minister of Culture, what are you laughing at? Because every time you do the Habsburg, you actually do this contortion of your diaphragm and you pop upwards. Yeah, I've got to make my neck stretch so I can say the Burg. She's very physical. Yeah. Remember, I was... Speak that Slavic language. Yeah. I've got to get around the vowels and things. <laughs> yeah, they administered it over a few years following the ruling. 
It has since been refurbished and reopened as a private museum to attract tourism to the village of Bran and boost the local economy. Museum, that's an interesting way of calling it. Yes, (laughs) yes. Now, the the amazing thing is that it does, this is exactly what it does. People come from all over the world to see Bran Castle because of its association with Vlad, Dracula, and the stories of Dracula. Um, in that whole area of, tr- of Transylvania. Mm. I mean, that's why we went. Yes, yeah, we were on the trail. Dracula's Trail. Mm. Now, if you want to go and search for spooky things to see at Bran Castle, there is an exhibition of unusual instruments of torture. Yes. Do you remember that torture chamber? Mm-hmm. There was one t- that had something to do with your vagina. <laughs> I remember that and I took many photos of it because there was these horrid, <laughs> spiky, teethy looking Ooh. things. I'm going, oh, that wouldn't be nice. <laughs> Vlad spikes in everything. (laughs) Well, it was Vlad the Impaler. Yes, the the original Iron Maiden was there Mm -hmm. and that was one of these, like, coffin things that had spikes in each side and they they would close it on you. The Cradle of Judah or the Interrogation Chair. And as you mentioned before, everything's got spikes. Yeah, everything's got, and they had the, I think it was like a chastity belt of death with all the spikes that would have gone up into your your private bits, girls. Mm -hmm. It was pretty horrid. Mm. I've got photos. If I can find the photos, I'll I'll put them up. And it's it's interesting because this particular article that I took this information from says it's a macabre part of history and only persons of 18 years or older should visit the area. Mm. Mm. So one of the main attractions of the castle is a secret passage that once was known only to soldiers. Did we see that? Oh, yes, we did. I was so surprised when they revealed because Vlad himself did you remember? <laughs> I remember we, Vlad. We had an actor. Vlad was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> he was dressed up as Vlad and he freaking looked like Vlad yeah. in the pictures. And he's telling us all the stories and then he's revealed the secret passage. And it was these tiny narrow stairs that went up to a rooftop, if I remember correctly. Mm, I can't remember. Mm. I have, I have. She obviously have really enjoyed that, that bit. I have moments in that place. Do you remember the remember. wine? Do you remember they gave us wine? The whole evening finished off with us taking up into like a eating area with long tables, and they gave us wine that was made in the area and cheeses and meat. <laughs> it was delicious. I don't remember that. Oh either. my god! <laughs> I'll have to it's look wasted at the holidays. <laughs> oh yes, I do. Oh, there, yeah. were t- there were two tables filled with wine. Yes. Yes. We we had more than one each, which was unusual mm-hmm. for us. You were a little bit tiddly, if that, I remember correctly. Now it all comes rushing back. Maybe that's why you can't so remember a lot of it. Let's let's go back to the secret passage. <laughs> it's always always a nice secret passage oh, in these castles. I do like a secret passage. Yes. So if the invaders managed to enter the city, soldiers used this passage to climb to the top of the castle where they could throw stones and hot hot pitch trying to discourage the attackers. The passage entrance was made at the time through a stove located in the place that is now the door. From the secret passage, you, you can enter into the most spacious room of the castle, the music room of the Queen Mary, where the Queen and George and Eskew, a close friend of the Royal House, used to organise concerts and receptions during the interwar period. So all the guests would have had to go up through that little secret doorway to get to that music room. That's bizarre. Anyway, mm. or maybe it's part of the thrill. 
Mm. So continuing through the salon, there's also another open room, the loggia, which served as a summer kitchen and now is the best place to admire the backyard. From there, there's another staircase <laughs> that leads to the fourth floor the terrace. Backyard. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just go and get to the clothesline. <laughs> From which opens a fabulous panorama to the hills and the mountains around the area. So it, it is like a tiny little doll's house. And the rooms are one on top of the other. Yeah. And you sort of, it's very easy to get lost. And the hallways or the areas that take you from one room to the other are really tiny. Yeah, they're designed so that you can't have a lot of people rush through there so that it can be easily defended. Mm, yeah. That, that just popped into my mind. I channeled well, that. Very nice. Very Thank nice. You. Well Thank done. You. I'm a gifted psychic medium. <laughs> I'll charge you $500 for five-minute readings. Look, I read the travel articles before we went to Romania. Oh, and they said, did that scare you? No. they, they Well, yes. <laughs> they they said nothing scared me as much as getting out of that airport and trying to flag oh. down a freaking taxi. Oh, my God. They looked at us as if... <laughs> As, as if we we were invisible. Don't I go near those stand, ladies; they're witches. I had to stand in front of one and literally stop it. I was I got so angry. You did you? You had your cranky pants yeah. on. I said, "Come, come here! Stop it once." Where was it that we and took to the hotel? Napica. It was Cluj, Cluj Napica mm. that we flew into. Yeah, it was. It was terrifying, and <laughs> I I just. I was so out of my depth and I'd been trying to learn Romanian, which <laughs> just did not help at all. No. <laughs> thank thank you. All was you the... learnt was where is the gates <laughs> No, I learned, learned where the bread was. I was bread and water. That was all that was important to me, not even a toilet. <laughs> oh, my God. So, yeah, trying to find where to get a taxi and for someone to make eye contact. Yeah, I was so proud would, of you taking over. look at you at all. No. No, no eye contact. Don't look at the females. Oh. But once we got someone, he was fine. Mm. He actually well, spoke he did, a bit of English. He didn't rip us off. Our last taxi driver <laughs> ripped us off. <laughs> yes. But he, the first one, I think, felt sorry for us and <laughs> yeah, took us to where we needed to go. Yeah. But it's so funny because you 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 are in this country where you do not speak the language. You have no idea where you are, and they could be taking you anywhere. Mm. Yeah. It's just. Well, I think we had the address written down on a piece of paper, and we gave that to him, and that's that's how we got there. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yes, so they talk about Brand Castle in the travel books and everything. They say, don't get your hopes up. <laughs> it's usually either filled with tourists and you can't get past mm-hmm. or it's you, you kind of get there and you go, this is stunning, but then you walk in and you go, oh. Is that it? Is that it? Is that it? And it it was a little bit like that, but we had the added opportunity of the fact that we had Vlad all to ourselves and we had the castle all to ourselves. And Dave Schrader. And Dave Schrader all to ourselves. So in in that respect, it was like this really, really awesome experience. Yeah, it was. Yeah. But we did have trouble finding ghost stories, mm. didn't we? Oh, you so went. I'm going to but... hand over to you because oh. apparently you've found a nugget of gold. Oh, well... How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. 
Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. It actually took me down a completely different path. Mm -hmm. I I searched so hard to find ghost stories. Mm -hmm. We both searched really hard. And this place is listed in the top 10 most haunted castles in the world. Yeah, right next to Hoyabachu. Yeah, and I found one (laughs) sort of ghost story. And that was the most famous ghost to reside is... Is it Queen Maria? Queen Marie. So this ghost story that I have, the one and only, is about Queen Marie who, as you mentioned, moved in in the 1920s and loved it and restored it and made it her home for quite a bit of the year. And she has been spotted within the grounds, in the gardens, in the castle. That's it. (laughs) 
Thank you. That's my section done. No. All right. So I, I decided to dig deeper. Now, Amy's mm-hmm. Crypt did do a little video on it. You can have a look at that as well. But I started to look around to see how maybe this got the reputation as being a haunted castle. Mm-hmm. So then I found a tour company mm-hmm. that was selling tours to Romania on Dracula's, you know. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you what they tell you is at Brand Castle. Okay. The ghosts are numerous, mm-hmm. right? Our previous ghost tours have identified ghosts of soldiers, vagrants, German peasants, warriors, and so much more. They appear to be many spirits from many different periods of time, and they're all there for different reasons. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if they need to ask them, why are you here? They will also be spending some time in the pitch black tunnel under the castle where green mists have arisen and stones have been thrown out. At us in the pitch dark. Mm-hmm. There is a sinister, dark presence which was felt by many of our guests during our time down there. Many guests had to leave as they felt overwhelmed by the presence of an intense and heavy spirit, making them feel very unwell. Alright, so they're selling up a great story here. But I also went and looked at TripAdvisor reviews. I'm just going to pop in a little TripAdvisor review that relates to the comment we've just had above mm-hmm. about the tunnels. Mm-hmm. All right. On a more negative note, due to its popularity, the castle can get very crowded. It's worth avoiding weekends, school and national holidays if possible. Lastly, avoid at all costs the tunnel attraction. <laughs> oh, no. It costs an additional four euros and is just an elevator down to a tunnel with some music and lights. Nice. 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 (laughs) It's nice. (laughs) So if they're in pitch black and they're having stones thrown at them, what's your guess? Some poor bugger has to be in a corner somewhere with a whole box of stones. And going, <laughs> my name is Vlad the Inhaler. Uh, oh, all right, so we, we're going to go back to the tour company now. Mm-hmm, right? mm-hmm. In the chapel, we have had many torturous moments where people have left screaming in fear as shadows were seen walking behind the circle and the face of a spirit suddenly looming in on us. There are so many incidents, but because we identified so many different spirits on both tours, it will be interesting to see what is picked up on our next tour at Bran Castle. Uh, that was from hauntedhappenings.co.uk. Uh-huh. So, oh boy. So I thought I, I have to dig down and, and work out what is the whole connection with Vlad. So the, the reality of this is he was born in 1428. Now, we actually visited the place where he was born in Sigasora, mm-hmm. and that town was beautiful. Mm-hmm. Had a nice meal there too yes. with meat. <laughs> I think we had a nice soup too, which was probably like a borscht. So he was known as Vlad the Impaler Tepes or Vlad Dracul and the notoriously cruel, brutal medieval ruler who apparently had a taste for blood and who is the reputed inspiration for Bram Stoker's Dracula. However, while Stoker used some information about the history of Wallachia, where Vlad the Impaler spent much of his rule, in writing his 1897 book, the connection between Vlad and Dracula is tenuous and non-confirmed. Now, yeah, go on, you're going to say something. Okay, I felt the intake of breath there. <laughs> Do you know that Bram Stoker never went to Romania? He never went to <laughs> Romania. So, he, he actually looked like a pasty 
English man when you look at his pictures. Oh, <laughs> well, I've worked out how it became. This is this is what became my obsession. Uh-huh. How it became the castle in mm-hmm. his book, mm-hmm. having never been there. Mm-hmm. Was he psychic or something? (laughs) Right, so I've got some quotes here from Dracula, his Mm -hmm, book, mm -hmm. describing the castle. Mm -hmm. And what it is is people have worked out that it's the only castle in the whole of Romania that matches this description. So this is on, it says, 5th of May. I must have been asleep, for certainly if I had been fully awake, I must have noticed the approach of such a remarkable place. In the gloom, the courtyard looked of considerable size, and as several dark ways led from it under great round arches, it perhaps seemed bigger than it really is. I have not yet been able to see it in daylight. So that was the first introduction when he saw it. Mm-hmm. Now we're going to go on to another little bit that as he's spending longer time there, he mm-hmm. finally gets to see it. Mm-hmm. So this is Dracula talking. You may go anywhere. No. <laughs> <laughs> you may go anywhere you wish. No, this is going to go in German now. I'm just going to go back to the straight. You may go anywhere you wish in the castle, except where the doors are locked, where, of course, you will not wish to go. There is reason that all things are as they are. And did you see with my eyes and know with my knowledge, you would perhaps better understand. I said I was sure of this, and he went on. We are in Transylvania, and Transylvania is not England. Our ways are not your ways, and there shall be to you many strange things. Nay, from what you have told me of your experiences already, you know something of what strange things there may be. So he's getting the warning that there's there are lots of doors within the castle, and many mm-hmm. of them are locked, mm-hmm. and strange things going on. All right. Mm-hmm. And this is the next one. Mm -hmm. When I went into the dining room, breakfast was prepared, but I could not find the count anywhere. (laughs) I know why. (laughs) So I breakfasted alone. It is strange that as yet I have not seen the count eat or drink. He must be a very peculiar man. After breakfast, I did a little exploring of the castle. I went out on the stairs and found a room looking towards the south. The view was magnificent. And from where I stood, there was every opportunity of seeing it. The castle is on the edge of a terrific precipice. A stone falling from the window would fall a thousand feet without touching anything. As far as the eye can reach is a sea of green treetops, with occasionally a deep rift where there is a chasm. Here and there are silver threads where the rivers wind in deep gorges through the forest but I am not in heart to describe beauty. For when I had seen the view, I explored further. Doors, doors, doors everywhere and all locked and bolted. In no place, save from the windows in the castle walls, is there an available exit. The castle is a veritable prison and I am a prisoner. Now, if we think about the castle when we visited, it's on this rock mm-hmm. that's jutting up out of the ground mm-hmm. and they have the windows looking out and that, that describes that drop mm-hmm. perfectly. So apparently that's one of the things that made people think, well, that's the castle. Mm-hmm. 
So he has this depiction of the castle that's like hand sketched. And when you look at it, it looks very similar to Bran Castle and there's nothing like it anywhere else. But some clever person worked out that in Charles Boner's book, I do like his name, <laughs> Charles Boner, Transylvania, its product and its people, written in 1865, they've got the description of Dracula's castle. Mm-hmm. So it's from reading other books that he has found this description of Bran Castle, which he has then used in Dracula, mm-hmm. and that is how that castle became Dracula's Castle. It's got very little to do with Vlad the Impaler, but he was there very briefly. All right, so before I go any further, I need to to show you how Vlad is connected to this castle. So he was there and involved in several campaigns to punish the German merchants of Brasov. Brasov? Brashoff? Brashoff. Yeah, who failed to abide by his commands. So that we're talking about the gorge and all that sort of thing and the custom houses, which you mentioned earlier. But eventually Vlad the Impaler, because he did, like as a punishment, like to put people on, tie them to a greasy pole with a second pole pointed at their bum. So they eventually got... Mm-hmm. shafted, so to speak. Mm-hmm. He was captured. They think he was captured near Brand Castle, although there's no documents to describe what exactly what happened. But we do know that he was imprisoned there for two months. So he was locked up in Brand Castle for two months. So that is the connection. But this is an interesting name. You're going to like this. In the fall of 1462, after the army of the Hungarian king, Matai Corvin, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. does the name sound familiar mm-hmm. for those who like to watch, what's that movie, Underworld? Yeah, they've got all the Corvins and the, the, so this is all the names that are attached to Dracula. So they're reaching into history and pulling out names yeah. of so real people. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, he was locked up there and that was found in Vlad the Impaler Dracula published by Mirador Printing House. But there is a little bit of a link to the whole vampire ideology through the local beliefs and customs. So in the villages near Bran, there is a belief in the existence of evil spirits, Mm -hmm. ghosts called Stregoi. Mm -hmm. There was a whole TV series on that. Yes, I watched it. It wasn't too bad, actually. Until half a century ago, it was believed that there existed certain living people, Stregoi, who were leading a normal life during the day, but at night, during their sleep, their souls left their bodies and haunted the village, tormenting people in their sleep. These evil spirits haunt their prey from midnight until the first cock crow, when their power to harm people faded. The undead suffer from the curse of immortality, writes Stoker. They pass from one period to another, multiplying their victims, augmenting the evil in the world. And this is where the Dracula idea of the evil beings Mm -hmm. came from. Mm -hmm. Actually, the vampire legends go all the way throughout Eastern Europe. Oh, so there's more. Oh, yes. Yes, very well known. But very well known. The the superstitions still do linger on, and I found a story mm-hmm. that seems to be very recent. 
Oh. Yeah, 2003. Tell me. The most recent example on Romanian family exhuming the corpse of a relative with the hope of killing an undead Strogoi was re- and releasing them from the curse was only in 2003, right? The father had died suddenly and unexpectedly of unknown causes and was buried with the necessary rituals. Soon after, other family members grew sick and later died, first his father's brother, then his daughter. So with little other option, it seemed the remaining family members dug up the father's body, cut out his heart before burning it, mixing the ashes with water and passing the cocktail around for the whole family to have a sip. Its success could not be verified. (laughs) Yummo. Yum. So in local folklore and tradition, the deceased, if given a proper burial, will protect their future ancestors from harm. But without a proper burial, it is said that the dead might become a zombie, might haunt his family or attempt to sleep with his wife. Right. Might seek revenge from those who wronged him or he might become a vampire. Hmm. So, yeah. There was actually a story of the Ceausescu, is that how you say it, mm-hmm. in 2010, because one of the signs that you are a vampire or the Sturgoi or the undead is that when they dig up your body, you haven't decomposed very much. Mm-hmm. So in 2010, the bodies of Nikolai and Elena Ceausescu were exhumed in an act of identification. Their surviving family wanted confirmation that this was in fact their grave so they could finally properly mourn. DNA was taken... But they were first identified by the Kalashkinov bullet holes that riddled their clothes and by their son-in-law who remarked that their bodies seemed very well preserved. Oh. <gasps> were they vampires? Were they? Oh, I don't know. But I'd, I'm gonna... s- I'd say the Romanian people would have called them many more names. Oh, I'm sure they did. Mm. It wasn't that long, really, historically, that that had happened when no. we were there and there's still... Remnants of it all over the country. Yeah. Yeah, the country's still fighting back majorly from that era. And we we were taken around in the bus around the capital and Ceausescu's Buildings. Oh, the big marble yeah. mausoleums. So huge. Absolutely. Just acres of the place. Well, I'm going to finish off my little bit before I hit the conclusions with some TripAdvisor reviews oh, because they were yes. just gold. Mm-hmm. Right, so this is about Brandcastle. It seems to be some sort of theme park where you get nearby as they create a proper touristy area with souvenir stalls and a ghost house. We missed all of that because we got there at dark. Mm-hmm. And it's apparently there's a ghost house. Oh. I do agree with others, though, when they say that it was stunning from the outside, but bare inside. It was totally stripped. Now, we saw furniture and yes, things we in did. there. Yep. But hasn't it only recently gone up for sale or something? Yes. So yes, maybe... 2020, I think it went up for sale. Because I noticed that these reviews saying that it was stripped, and there was a few of them, were very recent ones. So I'd say they've been selling off the stuff inside before they sold the property. Maybe to keep it going. Who knows? I'm making stuff up. <laughs> this review, the castle's open from 9am to 6pm and they cram as many visitors in as possible. God help the claustrophobic. <laughs> it is. Look, honestly, some of those rooms and the staircases and the walkways are tiny. Mm-hmm. They are tiny. 
It was so packed with rather disrespectful, loud kids that it's impossible to snap a picture without at least half a dozen people in the way. Worse was there multiple school groups that would often stop, blocking all the doorways, effectively trapping you in a room. Not all attractions are paid for by the admission. There is a torture room that required additional costs, so not only this that tunnel, they, they hit you up for the torture room as well. One room was dedicated to Dracula to satisfy the tourist, a replica painting, a genealogy chart, and a prop necklace from the 1990s movie. There was a very long... <laughs> yeah, well, they, well, these people weren't oh happy. Oh, my gosh. There was a very long upward ramp. How dare they put a ramp up to the castle? <laughs> Where is the elevator? Yes, uh, so the ramp up to the castle, difficult for some to manage, but inside there are multiple narrow passages making it difficult for larger people. Uh-oh. And there's also numerous spiral staircases with no railings. There's an occupational health and safety. <laughs> Anyone who needs assistance with walking in a wheelchair or otherwise injured will do well to stay away from this tour. That said, it's still a lovely castle with real history, and if you're interested in the actual Romania and not just Dracula, you will enjoy. These people have to realise this was built hundreds, in 1212? Hundreds, <laughs> hundreds of years ago. It wasn't made for the tourists. No. And they were a very different build back then. Yes, they were. Oh, that's very entitled, isn't it? It is. It is. And that, that amusement park there should be built exactly for me. I don't understand. <laughs> oh, This one, the descendants of the royal family to whom the castle has recently been returned have clearly done a great job marketing and advertising the castle. <laughs> Oh, no. Oh, dear. We really dislike the super touristy marketplace surrounding the ticket centre with the haunted house and tacky Dracula souvenirs. We actually like the tacky Dracula. Yeah, we did. We ran straight <laughs> for the T-shirts. Sigasora, we bought up. <laughs> we did. A giant Dracula on stilts was walking through the crowds. I couldn't help rolling my eyes. Really? It felt ridiculous and generic. We chose to completely ignore it and just proceed to the castle. Oh, look, that's part of the fun. That's <laughs> why you go to people. Disneyland because it's all just crap, but yeah. you buy it anyway yeah, because yeah. it's awesome. Some people have a broom up their butt. That's all I can say. And finally, I think this is the one that sort of, to me, is how you should approach it. If you approach this with the same attitude as, say, Disney's Haunted Mansion, it can be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. That's that's what you've got to look at. You're there to have an experience, not, oh, I don't know what they're expecting really. All right, so. The answer is no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, come on, I made all these summary points here that we could discuss. The answer is no. Bloody hell. No, 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 no. Look, the Romanians didn't know about Dracula, they didn't know about the book, they didn't know about the movie. And when all of a sudden people started turning up, flocking to these locations and they're asking about Dracula, do you know about Dracula? And they're going, who's Dracula? So people told them. They went, oh, there's a bob to be made here mm -hmm. for a lay mm -hmm. in those days. They were just industrious. Mm -hmm. They were going to make some money out of people who were insisting that Dracula had been there and they're going, well, we don't know about him, but okay. <laughs> That'll be an extra 10 lei, thank you very much, or 10 euros. Oh, and yeah. Romania is suffering. It is such a country of great beauty, but there is so much suffering there that, 
Yeah, look, they are. They're industrious. They they will make a penny wherever it's required and however it needs to be made. And look, tour groups are going to hype it up and say how fantastic it is. And it is. It's amazing. It's it's 800 years old and Mm -hmm. it's upright and beautiful. Mm -hmm. And the tour was amazing, but they're going to make it sound haunted. Mm Mm-hmm. Now, get these figures. This would be pre-COVID, of course. 560,000 people go through it a year. Mm. Wow. Now, even at 10 euros a head or 10 bucks, Mm -hmm. which obviously it's more than that, Mm -hmm. that's a lot of money. But it's a lot of upkeep as well. This is what people have to remember. There is a lot of upkeep to a historical building, especially when they've got half a million people traipsing through it. Mm Mm-hmm. And you have the severe weather conditions that we don't have here yeah, in Australia. Yeah, you've you've got harsh winters. So for me, it's reported as one of the most top ten haunted castles in the world, but there is little to no phenomena reported apart from stories and people who are hyping things up. Has Zach been there? No, and I did look, but he went to Hondura Castle. Now, that was the one that I keep getting confused with this one mm-hmm. where we had the feast and we spoke to uh-huh, mm-hmm. the lovely Romanian archaeologist. Mm-hmm. So, no, I don't think it is haunted. You know, it might be, but... Everyone's so busy looking for Dracula. Yes. That they're they're missing the actual phenomena that's there. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's almost impossible to get anything when there are thousands of people going through the place while you are there. Yeah. You would really need to have it to yourself. Which we appreciate Dave managed to yeah. do for us very much. Yeah, like we did. But we still didn't get time to investigate. No, we were herded no. through the corridors and we didn't get free time like we did at the Hondura Castle. Mm-hmm. We might need to add, add the Hondura Castle to the list. Mm. Anyway... That's it. Thanks for joining us on this week's episode of True Hauntings. I hope you've enjoyed our trip through Romania yet again. We will be back next week, we hope, with another episode. And make sure you've subscribed, you've shared. If you can, leave a review, leave a review. And if you want to send us a message telling telling us how much you enjoyed it, feel free. Because we love those. We do. So, guys, we'll see you on the dark side. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of True Hauntings. If you like the show, give us a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening right now. For more on Anne and Renata, follow at Anne and Renata on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. Or visit their website, www.anneandrenata.com. True Hauntings is a part of the Human Labs Podcast Network. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. 
Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.